Three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Review Podcast. I'm your host, Flame Ward. It's me. We're back. Another week, another day, another dollar, another guest. Um, with me today is a very special guest, friend of the pod. Okay. Okay, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. I'm tired. I feel that. I'm tired, too. Um, but that's okay. We're going to push through this together in our, I don't know, drowsiness. We persevere, I feel. As we always do. As we always do. True. I agree. Um, all right. Now, okay, for those who don't know who you are, um, I ask all my guests who are on the show for the first time uh, a couple of their favorite movies to get a general sense of taste so that people can go, oh, this person... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so can you give me a couple of your things? Judge me. Okay, first, I need to say that I'm really bad at favorites. Okay. So I don't have, like, and also, when people ask me for my favorite things, I forget everything I've ever done in my life. Sure, you gotta restart every, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ones that came to mind were, like, Arrival. Of course. Mid-90s. Yep. Portrait of Lady on Fire. Oh, because, of course. Yeah. And then, like, Knives Out. Because no. also, of course. Of course. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I feel like... As soon as you get me going on any of those, like we're just gonna be here for hours. And I gotta hold you back. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a whole, um, it's a whole process. Uh, <laughs> no, those are great. I, you know, when we were, we were talking when we first uh, hung out, and we're like, you know, immediately you started listening off those, and I'm like, this is great. You say talking, it was more like yelling out, like, oh my god, I love that one too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, anytime, you know, I, 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 I feel like. Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, those are good things. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so first thing on the docket is there's a movie that just came out. Um, and I think it's finally out where people can watch it. If not, that's really sad. But in Chicago, we get things early. What's it called, Blaine? Uh, this movie is called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, this is a multiverse action comedy drama. It kind of fits into all the genres. Um now, I thought this was brilliant. I think this is one of the best movies of the year, yes, maybe that I've ever seen. Um, now, you knew nothing about it. So what was your take uh, walking out of the theater? I went in blind. Yeah. Blind brought me in blind. And I was, like, blown away. Because yeah. I think coming into it, like, you don't know anything about the story. And yeah. so, like, with, like, the twists and turns that come with it, it was just, like, unfolding new layers of, like amazing movie i don't know it was so good yeah i was a little worried just in concept because it's like oh okay it's like this action movie where this lady can like harness abilities from like different versions of herself and i was like okay this sounds schizophrenic and don't get me wrong like i you know i i, I can have a lot of energy um and, but i was just worried i'm like this seems like a lot that they're handling but they do it so well like it's so i don't know it's fun it's quick but it's never overwhelming i felt like like i felt like it was you know comprehensible yeah because it had a soul the movie had a soul because it was based in like family it wasn't just like an action movie it was like a movie about like love and family and like the the relationship between like parents and child yeah we were sobbing i know yeah we were an emotional wreck um yeah but i think that's the brilliant thing about it um and i won't go into spoilers because you got to see this thing completely blind i think the less you know the better but the way it unfolded i thought was great because you know, it starts off and it's kind of like the Matrix where it's like, oh, okay, she's learning all these cool things and cool skills. And then at the halfway point, it's just like, all right, we're going to make you cry. 
I know. We're gonna make you cry, and then two seconds later, we're gonna make you laugh really, really hard. <laughs> we're gonna make you cry, and like as you're crying, you're laughing, and then you're crying again. Yeah. And you feel really weird about it. Right. And I've seen this both times, and both times the audience is like completely on the movie side the whole time. It's like, man, we're just gonna give ourselves over, and we're gonna be sobbing, and then we're gonna be chuckling. And I think it's hard. Like it's gotta be hard to do because I know. That, Every now and then, there's like something that comes. I, I feel like some of the Marvel movies are sometimes guilty of this, where they'll they'll put in a joke like at a moment that doesn't really need it, and you're like, uh, like do we really need that? Yeah, it's like not in good taste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but this, I, and I think it's just so wacky. Maybe that's why it's so funny. Because, and the crazy thing is, is that they use the wackiness as an emotional payoff. Like later, like the crazy things that are happening happening later in the movie, you start taking it very seriously because of what's going on. And I don't know, like, that's really impressive, the fact that you're able to, I don't know, switch between that so quickly? No, exactly. Because once there's, like, because I feel like sometimes there's a moment in, like, movies where they try to do that, where it's, like, weird things, and then you have this, like, out-of-body experience where you're like, what am I watching? Yeah. But this, like, you didn't have that at all. You were completely invested in, all, like, the craziness because, like, they made you be invested in it with their, like, brilliant story. Yeah, and it wears its heart on its sleeve the whole time. Like, it's mm. never, I don't know, it, 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 it's never against you as an audience member like it's it's entirely kind of for your benefit like it wants you to have a good time it wants you to laugh it wants you to cry um which is great like you know i respect that mission uh <laughs> you know I, I i was very moved by it um i thought it was just very creative very crazy um you know it is r-rated so i don't know if some people are turned off by that uh a that sucks sorry but um <laughs> Sorry for you guys. Yeah, sorry for you guys. Better sit this one out. Children. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought all the performances were great. I thought it was just really creative, really emotional. It had a Mitski song in the credits, and I'm like, that's really all I needed. Just good. Yeah, I love it. Good movie. Great stuff, really. Great, um, good movie. Yeah, it, it's funny now. Like, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Doctor Strange, but it's like, all right. How's that going to top the multi the multiverse of uh you know everything everywhere? I don't know if it can. And that's the thing. I don't know if it but can. I think I, I can look at it as its own thing. You know, I can like I can separate. We can appreciate it because it is like it's separate so, universe. Haha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this movie started drawing in Marvel characters, I might have you know crashed. Um, Brain would crash. Yeah, yeah, but I. I don't know. It, it, it feels, it's very funny that it came out before Doctor Strange, where everyone's like, oh, this is the next big thing. And it's like, here's this kind of small, but also big multiverse movie. That's true. You know? Yeah. But And then the other thing, too, like, all the action was really good. Like, you could just see everything that was going on. It didn't, like, quick cut. It was choreographed. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a dance. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, fighting, it's just like a dance. It's a really intense dance. Yeah. Where people get hurt. You can get hurt. Yeah. You can get hurt dancing too. That's true. So it's a dance. That's true. You're right about that. Okay, back on. You're so right. You're so right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should never doubt you again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but sh- please check it out. I guarantee you, you will have a good time. I don't know anybody who doesn't like this. That's the other thing too. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't know that many people who watched it, uh, but the one other person I know that watched it liked it. There so, you go. Yeah. Is that me? Yes. <laughs> I'm honored, very honored. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, movie of the week, which you know we're finally bringing it back after all this time. That was because we were in Oscars. Like you know, I, we had to talk about what went on there. Not you and I, but I'm saying my my previous guests hadn't talked about what was going on. And the perfect one to follow the Oscars. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So today we're talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, contrary to popular belief, this is not a boxing musical. Um, very sad about this. I feel lied to. Um, you know, very disappointed. However, this came out in 1975, directed by Jim Sharman. And it's got Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Barry Bostwick, Richard O'Brien. Uh, Meatloaf shows up. Charles Gray is a criminologist, you know, our boy. Um, we love him. Okay, give me your best description of what this movie's about. It is a fever dream that doesn't have a plot, but as soon as you understand what it is about, it has a plot. Yeah, I think you have to, it's one of those where you kind of have to like give yourself over to it, you know? Exactly. Nice, yeah. nice quote there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I tried. Um, you know, you can put that on a t-shirt. I don't know. Uh, All right. <laughs> um, Did you wear it? That's right. I would wear my own quote. <laughs> I'd strut around with that and be great. I'd be conceited. I, I, I appreciate it. Would you wear it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would not. But I'd give it to you and you'd wear it. No, you know, I appreciate that. Um, you know, anyone who's out there wants a birthday gift, that'd be sick. Um, yeah, I, it's, very, it's very odd because it is a musical. Um, but I think the problem is if you watch this for the first time, I think you're going to be lost. It's kind of one of those that you need to like watch again. I think no, we're watching. You time. have to. Because like when you watch it for the first time, like I was telling you this as we were watching it, because yeah. we watched it before this. Yeah. So much of the exposition, like the plot exists in like one line of a song or yeah. something like that. Like, why are they driving around? Oh, because they said in one line we gotta go visit this guy. Right. Stuff like that. So when you watch it for the first time, you're like, I don't know what this madness is, but I like it. Yeah. And then when you watch it for the second time, you're like, oh, the madness has a plot. Yeah, I think the first time you're just kind of stuck on, like, what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of hurts because it's it's plotless, but there's, like you said, there's stuff going on um, in there. And, again, it's a very strange movie. Not in a bad way, but, you know, it can be off-putting <laughs> at first. Um, but, you know, they do the time warp, and immediately you're like, all right, I'm in. You know? I think that's the brilliance of it, that even if you don't even know what's going on, you still want to watch it. It's still a good movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so basically, the, the bare bones plot, uh, there's these two uh, sweethearts, Brad and Janet, who are on their way to, you know, visit their good doctor friend to introduce them, I'm guessing. Set them up. Yeah, set them up, you know, give them their blessing, I'm sure. But, you know, their car crashes, uh, you know, as, as it would. Their right? car does not crash. They have a flat tire. <laughs> it's they the same thing. You were so prepared. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah right. It is to me. Um, I would have the same reaction. So they have a flat tire and then discover a mansion of uh, Dr. Frank Furter, played by uh, our boy, Tim Curry. Just a god. Our boy. Like, he's great. He, he walks on what? What a performance. You know, like, he's so magnetic. He owns every single second. Exactly. He runs the movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's like, as soon as he shows up, and I mean, it's great before then, but as soon as he shows up, you're like, all right, he's operating on another level. I know. He has this little Great Gatsby moment where he shows up. That's true. Yeah. The entire movie turns and we're like, oh. You're like, oh, this guy. (laughs) Yeah. No, he's delightful. Um, And, you know, they meet some wacky characters. Uh, Frankenfurter tries to bring to life uh, kind of a human creation named Rocky. And successfully brings him to life. Successfully brings him to life, I might add. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's sort of a spin on, like, your Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, Eeyore kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just, 
it, like you were saying, it's kind of an experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can dig for plot details, but that's not really the point of the whole thing. It's more of like, I don't know, you're just there for a good time. You're there to see all the pretty co- costumes, colors. But there's still some sort of, like, emotional attachment, you know, uh, that you get watching the characters. No, yeah, exactly. Because it's you're not there for the plot. Right. It's like, it's, mm, okay, the best way I can explain it is, like, if you know, you know situation. Sure. Where it's like, you just, it just is. You just know. You just know. <laughs> you just have to understand. Sure. Yeah, and I think, I mean, let's be honest. Do we, do we ever come to musicals for the plot? No. 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 So that's why you can kind of excuse it. However, I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I, can, I, I guess I can understand how someone would be, you know, not with it, not on the wavelength for Yeah, the they're wrong, time. but I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there, you're wrong. Um, that's the stance of it. And I'm sorry, but, like, you are. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it, it's just so colorful. It's so creative. It's a gorgeous-looking movie. Oh, it is. Like, all the sets inside the mansion are just incredible. Exactly. The laboratory, excuse me, the laboratory. Laboratory. Laboratory is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So pretty. Yeah, the pinks and whites that it's able to, like, work with. And there's just these statues in the background. It's like, this is great. I know. It's It's really a beautiful movie. The only thing that's, like, I guess bad about it is like the audio quality. Yeah, and the audio quality is a bit rough. But yeah, I mean, it is from the 70s. So, you know, you, you can maybe excuse it. Maybe. I don't know. But it's a very pretty looking movie. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and, you know, all the costume designs for like, uh, yeah. Frankenfurter's like outfit that he's wearing, it's so great. I know. It's so cool. And, you know, uh, Brad and Janet, you know, they're not wearing a lot in the movie, but their costume design's pretty good too. They wear less and less, and then a little bit more, and then a lot less. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. I, I think the other thing that kind of helps with the whole experience is that Brad and Janet have no idea what's going on the whole movie. And I think that's like the audience sharing it, you know? Like, mm. you're like, oh, okay. That's a good point. I mean, they, they realize what's going on later on. But like, I, I'm saying is when the time warp sequence happens, like, I don't know, 15 minutes in, like, they're just as confused as you are. And I think that helps. I think they leave more confused i think the audience does oh sure yeah yeah because i mean what a wild day they had you know they had a crazy couple of days you guys absolutely yeah they had what is it over like one night it had to be over one One night night, yeah because they like go down to the laboratory right and they have dinner yeah go to sleep right leave yeah yeah (laughs) that's the plot of the movie (laughs) (laughs) you spoiled it i'm so sorry sorry. yeah um all right let's talk about the music real quick uh so apparently, one of the one of the uh, actors in the movie, Richard O'Brien, who plays Riff Raff, kind of the Igor creature, he wrote the music for mm-hmm. this, which is crazy. And how do you whole thing? Yeah, had he written any musicals before this, or is this his first crack at? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. I I mean, I'm not the expert. That's true. But I don't think so. But he didn't like. I mean, he says like that. Um, He's, like, not a good musician. He's not a musician. Yeah. So he just kind of wrote this for himself, almost. Okay. And the music pops. That's the thing. Like, it the music does. rules. It's the part of the musical that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, like, the, the spirit of the songs kind of move along the plot. But if you actually sit and you listen to the lyrics, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. You, what is going it's on? It's hard to track. You're like, I'm sure. You know, why not? Um, <laughs> sure. We'll talk about the mustard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Meatloaf shows up out of nowhere uh, just for one song and then he's gone. It's he like, just runs around. He just rides his motorcycle all around the set. And that's the other thing, too. It's like, you know, when they were building that set, they think, all right, we need a motorcycle to somehow drive up the ramp and around the corner. It's like, how'd they do that, you know? 
very carefully. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if I rode a motorcycle all around. Uh, you because know. you are meatloaf. Now, I am meatloaf. You yeah, are we, are, we, are, we are talking about this, you know, the whole tag yourself um, uh, joke, as it were. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm a mix of Brad, Riff Raff, and Eddie. It um, just depends on how you're feeling. I think that's true. I think, like, you initially, <laughs> you're like, in, like, astrology, like, Brad... Sun, yeah, <laughs> riffraff moon, and then like Eddie rising, right? And meanwhile, I feel like you're pretty much a consistent Frank. Oh, I'm 100% Frank, yeah, yeah. You know, you were quoting all the uh, all of his lives when we were watching, and I'm like, this makes sense. <laughs> no, every single word, <laughs> I know every single word. Hey, listen, it's always fun. I that's the other thing, too, that I think I appreciate it is like the first time I watched it by myself, right? And the second time I watched it with you, I genuinely think it's better when you watch it with people. I know, and we suck because we still haven't seen it in like a theater. Movie. Yeah, we're yeah, everyone's gonna comment, they're gonna be like, You're fake fans, and it's like, I guess. Listen, but, who said that? Yeah, who no, said nobody that? said that. Nobody I keep said. almost knocking this plate. Off of your table. You're doing a great job. If that falls over, we're you're keeping that You're trying dishes that you have on the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like this works better with the crowd. And I, I, at some point, I do want to see this in a theater, like at midnight, you know, like they do the screenings. Because mm-hmm. apparently they just go crazy. You know, they dress up like the characters. They have this sort of like script that they play by, like a call and response sort of thing. People get on the stage to like reenact the movie. This sounds amazing. Well, no, that's like why it became popular. Yeah. Is like, it was the call and response. Right. So if you go see it live or anything like that, like there is, most of the time they'll give you a script like now or they give you like specific props or something like that. Right. But I remember the first time, and I want to ask you what it was like the first time you watched it. Because the first time I watched it, it was the 30th anniversary, I believe, um, like live performance with David Bedella. Oh, cool. that sounds awesome i knew nothing about it and at the end i still knew nothing about it religious experience it it honestly was sure because they were the audience was yelling that entire time they all knew their lines it was amazing it was like whenever um riff Ruff like first opens the door there was one guy who was like what's your favorite lionel richie song and he goes (laughs) hello (laughs) but it was like so weird. It was sure. so cool. But I want to hear what it was like when you first watched No, it. mine is very anticlimactic. It's almost the exact opposite. I watched this on a couch in my room at home on my computer, and I was like, that's kind of neat. No, no, no. Let me specify. It, I, it was a recording of the 30th anniversary. I watched on my iPod. Oh, there you go. That might be my worse. My young, like, teens just came across it a youtube recording yeah see i watched this for the first time like in 2020 so you know i'm uh, I'm, I'm relatively new to the fandom but i i support any and all uh you know members of the fandom they're cool um but yeah like that's the thing this kind of became like i don't know if this was the first cult movie but like as far as you think of movies that premiere at midnight there's only two there's this in like the room and those are the only two that you know kind of have this huge cult following behind it is there a real like why do you think that it's you have any guesses? This movie? Yeah. Why do you think it connects with so many people? And maybe you can tie this into why it connects with you. I don't know. <laughs> I think it doesn't take itself too seriously. And mm-hmm. it's also not afraid to explore. Mm-hmm. Because Richard O'Brien wasn't, like, obsessed or not, like, wasn't worried about, like, technique sure. or following a specific thing. And because he said himself, he's like, I don't really care what happens to the film. So in not caring, you're going to be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. And in that just makes a film that 
again, like we were saying about the other movie, like wears its heart and sleeve, connects with people, mm-hmm. and is just like, oh, it's just so different. Mm-hmm. It's so different in the best way. Yeah, you've never seen anything like it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that, and then the other thing too, is I feel like it's a very kind of, I don't know, kind of embracement of any and all, like, people, you know, like, just, hey, all you freaks, come here, give me a hug, like, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, it's a very inclusive movie, I It suppose. just makes you feel safe. Yeah, in which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel safe in how weird it is. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of happy that it has this kind of legacy. Because um, I, I, I was kind of talking to you after the movie ended, I'm like, there's no way they could have known that this was going to be as big as it is now. Oh, 100%. I mean, it took a while after it, like, came out. Yeah, because originally, like, people were not fans. Um, But it became a hit as soon as, I'm reading this right here, uh, a midnight movie when audiences began participating with the film in New York in 1976. And then people would just go frequently and talk back in the screen, and then that's how it happened. No, exactly. And it's so cool that it's, like, still a whole, like, it's still a... It's just as relevant as ever, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was, like... um, such a specific experience i was driving through salem like boston with my mom and we drove by this like theater that was like playing rocky horror and we just had this like whole conversation about how it was a huge thing when even she was in college yeah and now it's a huge thing when i'm in college now it's still just as yeah they frequently sell out shows at midnight every single time it's Mm -hmm. like all right they've got the fan base you know yeah people are showing up which is awesome um you know uh now if we can do that for cats uh i'm all in no 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 (laughs) Why would you say that? <laughs> don't even, don't even compare. Don't even compare them. Now, if we're talking about like the first like recorded cats, you know, what I'm you'll allow about? that. Not yeah, not like the new one. But, yeah, like, the but like the old recording. Broadway sure. Performance. Yes. Okay. But the new one, no. Don't even say. Oh, it'd be so funny. Don't even. It'd say be so funny. Well, it's but bad. it's it's bad. Yeah, no, Rocky Horror Show is good. Let me Actually, let, let's yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. I'm saying it'd be a fun midnight movie with a crowd if everyone's talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that regard. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'm going to start on, on Middle Ditch. That'll be the next episode. Of the Middle Ditch and Swords. Yeah, by the way, if you have not seen Middle Ditch and Swords, you got to watch it. It's just going to be us seeing if we can quote the entire we'll thing. Do, we'll do a commentary of just you and I, like, yes. quoting the whole thing. Okay, who's going to be Middle Ditch and who's going to be Swords? Oh, I think it'd have to change per episode. Mm, that's true. Okay, but like, Anyway, we won't, we won't get into it. <laughs> um, okay, so what would you say your favorite song from the Why do you keep asking me all these hard questions? I'm sorry, do you need a song like that? No, 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 I know all the songs. Okay. But my favorite... I have to ask good questions from the podcast. It is, it is a good question. Thank you. It's a tough question. If you want me to go first, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. So um, I mean, the time warp's iconic. It's very fun. and kind of, you know, it's a it's a banger. Why lie? Um... I think my favorite is actually Hot Pantuni, Bless My Soul, uh, the Meatloaf song. No, yeah, that definitely fits your vibe. I just really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I know, you were grooving. I, I was having a great time. <laughs> I, I almost I almost rewound it and played again. Uh, and then I think I, I really like Touch a Touch a uh, Touch a Touch a Touch a Touch Me. Um, <laughs> it's just a really catchy melody. I like that. I don't know. I like the Touch Me. Creature of the Night. You know, that sort of thing. Creature of the Night. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. Thank you. 
Sylvia Saranda could never. <laughs> I should uh, replace her in the reboot or whatever. The reboot. The reboot. The second reboot. The second reboot. Yeah. Okay, I have an answer. All right, what do you got? Okay, like song wise, like oh, this is a pretty song. Whatever you know, whatever well, no, floats your boat. Listen, 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 listen. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got. I have options. So like song wise, like I'm going home. Okay. Last like. Yeah, Frank's last song. Yeah, yeah. Um, his ballad, if you will. Um, it's just like it's so good, and just like fun song, probably like when he's like chasing Janet, just the beginning. Okay. Where he's like, you better wise up. (laughs) Wise up, Janet Weiss, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but just that part, not where they're like doing the whole like, oh, what is it called? The molecular device. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're freezing. You just like the one scene where... I just Tim like where he's You, you know, I think you just want Tim Curry to chase you. I think that's... Listen, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think all the music's very catchy. Every now and then there's a slow song that you're like, ah! I ah. know, I know. It's like, yeah. Yeah, the I Can Make You a Man, like, I, I don't know if I vibe with that one all the way. But... I like them. It, it's nice to listen to after the fact, but, like, it just has no... It doesn't... Okay, also, it doesn't have a plot, but the songs don't do anything for the plot, so they're just kind of there. Yeah, like, unless, if the song's not, if you're not vibing with it, it's going to do nothing. Like, the movie itself isn't exactly, going to do anything for you. Exactly, But, counter-argument, yeah. Rocky's little toddler dancing to the, the Oh, it's incredible, day. yeah. Rocky's baby. Rocky is. <laughs> He's a child. He is. He's I love. A, I love Rocky. Tiny baby. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, like that's a fun thing too. It's like, like all the characters are cheesy as hell. But like again, everyone's so I don't know genuine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like Susan Sarandon's having a great time. Tim Curry is on another existential, like another plane of existence. It is Tim Curry's movie. Yeah, as we must. It, it really is. But I don't know. Everyone seems to be committed, which helps with. How strange this movie is, you know? Yeah, no, because it's like they're committing, but they also wink to the camera. That's the thing. It so many fourth wall breaks. Yeah. So Tim Curry looks in the camera and I'm like, he's looking into my soul. He doesn't look into the camera, he flirts with the camera. Yeah. And that's what happens. But it's a similar thing to what we're talking about with everything everywhere everywhere all the time. Yeah. Where it's like ridiculous, but also genuine and that's fair this was actually been, they worked together I, this was not planned we I did like not this. plan i like this yeah i like the comparison the narrative for you right right um all right now here, here you know I, I i had this in my head um <laughs> you know at the end of the movie uh brad janet and uh the professor are you know they're 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 laying down on the dr ground. von scott how long do we give brad and janet like their marriage are they gonna stay together forever okay here's the thing yeah is they both slept with Frank. <laughs> Frankie boy. That's true. Um, but also, Janet had her little moment with, with Rocky. Rocky. So I feel like trust is off the table for them. That's true. And they have been shook to their core. Yeah. So trust is off the table, but they've been trauma bonded together. That's true. So I would give it... Mm, I'm going to say two years. I was going to say three. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll say two and a half. We'll, have, we'll, we'll agree. Because we'll once they, like snap out of what Reality. just happened they're like snap oh we don't reality. like each other yeah <laughs> we're like oh not you yeah because that's the other thing like you know it, the movie opens up on a wedding of like Fran's friend or something like that and immediately Fran's got like a ring on him and he's like all right time to propose he has a little moment where he's thinking and he's like hmm, hmm. i'm at a wedding yeah should we do another one yeah exactly yeah by the way uh anyone you know anyone who 
has an idea, bad idea, never propose to someone at a wedding. Advice section. Don't propose to someone. <laughs> this is the advice section of the pod. We're taking questions as we speak. We're uh, taking questions from our <laughs> And now we're from our sponsor. Um, I don't have any sponsors. I, no one wants to. You sponsor yourself. I do sponsor Our sponsor myself. is self-confidence. That's right. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's a very, like, it, it's cute. You know, like, you look at it, you're like, this is fun. I'm having a good time. You know, the music's good. Performances are a lot of fun. It's tongue in cheek, but it's still genuine in what it's trying to do. It's legitimately like creepy in some moments. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is. Would you call this a, like a horror musical? I feel like that's a little restricting. I think it's just seventies. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Fair. I think it just has a seventies vibe. Yeah, but I do think like Frank, you know, as iconic as he is, he's intimidating. That's the thing. I feel that's why we love him. That's true. That's exactly, because I mean, he has those huge heels. He does have the huge heels. Those heels. Those heels are something else. I'm not going anywhere with that, like, comment, but that, those heels. Those heels. We can just send it there. That's all I have to say. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're sending it on the heels. Um, that's all we're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm just happy. I'm, I, I, I watch you with you and I'm like, you know, good for everyone who likes this movie. I like this movie now. You know, hopefully. More... Now you like this movie. No, I liked it when I first saw it. But then, again, I was so kind of confused on like okay what's going on here like what's the point and then on rewatch i feel like you don't need to worry about any of that and it's like okay just fine you know you don't need to think about it just feel it i feel and once you get into the music that's what really gets you into the music. yeah like honestly listening to the music i kind of want to like you know listen to it on spotify for the next couple days weeks months years rest of my life that's true but also tim curry's music is yeah. fantastic oh yeah Tim Curry's so good. He should have gotten nominated. Tim for Curry Oscar. is just the best. Is this Tim Curry's best performance slash movie? It's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's probably this or Clue. He's good in Clue. I love Clue. <laughs> it was a- this is a pro Clue podcast. <laughs> um, we support Clue here. We do. We do. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's cool that um, apparently, you know, it, I, I was just reading this. It was selected for preservation. Uh, in the United States National Film Registry in the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Culturally, aesthetically. And historically. Yeah, they're right. They're completely right. I agree with the aesthetically, historically. Oh, yeah. Everything. Well, aesthetically. Like, even when we're talking, there's so many, like, really good shots in the movie oh my goodness beautiful again going back to i'm going home i was like freaking out it's my favorite shot that i show everybody yeah when he walks and he turns and he has his little his little like sash thing that he's wearing and the light fully covers his face and then when he turns you see his face again as the like music like has a crescendo oh my goodness and it's just gorgeous yeah absolutely and then there's that shot of like the pool where it's like mm-hmm. kind of that overhead bird's eye view and you're like this is really aesthetically pleasing exactly this is what i like this is what i strive for <laughs> we all strive for rocking art that's true that's true I, I i was gonna say i want you know at the end of the movie very sad scene but uh you know uh rocky's carrying frank up the tower and it looks like the tower has like a little like handle on it that they're like holding on to and they go into the pool i'm like that, that'd be fun like i, I want to do that Oh, like like an anti like diving board. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That just sounds fun. I knew it once. I'll be slammed forcefully into a pool. Right. <laughs> Isn't that what diving boards are anyway? You know. Okay. 
<laughs> Anywho, um, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, you know, there's that moment where the professor, um, you know, he's he's arriving uh, on the scene, and he has, he's in the little wheelchair, <laughs> and he's going through like all the corners <laughs> of the house, and you and I are like, when's the Disney World ride? Exactly. We it's an addition to the like haunted mansion, right? Where that's where you like sit. Listen, Disney owns 20th Century Fox now. Who owns this movie? So exactly. We need this in Disney World. It was also one of the best parts of the movie where he's like, he's in the Zen room. <laughs> He's in the Zen room. It's so funny. Yeah, no. I, it's a very funny movie, too. Like, all the humor lands pretty well. Because everyone's so over-exaggerated, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, reactions and, like, movements from the actors are, like, get a lot of work. Or just the way that Tim Curry, excuse me, the way that Frankenfurter Frankenfurter. pronounces his words. is like, Yeah, I love him. He's great. Uh, now, we got to talk about the best character in the movie. Um, and we haven't brought him up because, you know, we're, we're saving him for last uh our boy the criminologist oh, sort of the narrator of this yes. movie um dilf absolutely absolute dilf yeah. blaine's the only one that agrees with me thank you blaine yeah no i agree um i want the criminologist to uh narrate me to sleep i feel yeah yeah just follow me around narrating my life yeah as he narrates brad and janet he just life. takes a drag from his cigarette and he's like blaine was walking through the quads <laughs> and i'm like this is great now the quad did not have grass. That's right. But Blaine was barefoot and he fell to the grass against his feet. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. He felt the grass. He felt the grass. He loved it. I don't know. He, he he falls into the category of like British actors who are like, yes, the accent's everything. The accent's everything. The jawline is everything. His jawline the is eyebrows. super strong. Can we talk about the eyebrows? Yeah, we, we're going to spend the next 15 minutes on the eyebrows <laughs> right here. Um, no, I just think he's great. Um, and everyone who doesn't like him can uh, go take a hike. Exactly. Long hike off a short cliff. That's true. Yeah. Or a short hike off a long cliff? That well, matter. they'd still be alive. <laughs> You're right. And we want them dead. No, we, we want them gone. <laughs> I want them gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else to say. I really like the opening song. I feel like the opening song just kind of gets you in the mood for it really well. It's also a shocker because you're like, oh, the audio's bad. And that's your first introduction when they start singing and it's like, whoa. Like, oh no, the audio's bad. Oh dear, this is interesting. Yeah, but they have like, and even if you haven't seen Rocky Horror, you know like the lips that like open the movie. Mm -hmm. I just want to know how they shot that. That's my thing. I want to know whose mouth it is. That's true. Let's take a guess right now. I think it's the criminology. (laughs) would like put on some lipstick and sing for us right. and he said say less he's like say less <laughs> i will do it for the fans i mean like it makes sense that they'd be frankenfurters i it's either I, that or i don't think they are maybe it's like magenta maybe let's, let's look it up okay let's i'm gonna look this up right now who do the lips why are you doing that i'm gonna put on my jacket because it's cold here go for it okay um they belong to patricia quinn and it was Patricia Quinn. An yeah. icon. And that's true. That's true. Patricia no, 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 no. Uh, Middle name. Patricia Quinn, known as Pat. That's awesome. Oh, she is Magenta. I called it. Oh, let's go. That's Genius Blaine. All right. I'm incredible. I never doubt me again. You're like probably Magenta. This is why I have the podcast for moments like these. <laughs> Um, no, that's awesome. I didn't know that. You must document your genius. That's true. Well, her lips are now living in for me. Also, the rest of her, too. Or f- f- femini. 
What? She's famous. Infamy is like infamous. What? Infamous lips. Yeah. Infalips. Infalips. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I like the opening song. I like uh, the way it opened. I don't know. It, it's, it's fun. It's a good movie. Everyone needs to like calm down if they don't like it. Or just rewatch it. That'd be my opinion. It's like if you didn't mind with it the first time, get some friends and like watching it. Or yeah. rewatch it with somebody who knows the plot. Yeah, you're pretty much it with me. Yeah, you're basically like explaining the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I watched great. it and I was like, do you understand? Yeah, you were you were going all film room. You're like, listen here, let me explain something. Let me know you I don't think you understand. <laughs> Look at this shot. Look at the framing. Look at that. Yeah. Honestly, I do that. And it's true. See, that's what I knew for Paddington too. So, you know, we're we're the same. I feel. Similar movies. They are. You know, there's a lot of similarities between Paddington. If we look at I think if we looked at the movies, we'd find some similarities. Absolutely. No. Um yeah. Now, okay, here's a question. If you and this is kind of you know, this is kind of the tag yourself thing, but if you were doing a production of this, who would you be? Frankenfurter? Yes. Okay. I think I have some some Janet energy, but Frankenfurter. Okay. Because, or I could do Columbia. My friends and I, um, last like Halloween, this like past Halloween, yeah, we dressed up as um like Frankenfurter, Columbia, Janet, um, and um Magenta. That's fun. And I was Columbia. Okay. So but, you think you can pull that off? Just because. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You and, walked a mile in her shoes. I did. You know what? That night I walked. A lot. Yeah. I had to walk barefoot in a Columbia costume. Nice. It was a vibe. That's great. But like I would definitely be Frankenfurter because I think that's the most fun role on the whole thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Also, I feel like Dr. Scott would be a fun role. That'd be fun. Underrated role. I think so. Yeah. Especially, you know, at the end like, exactly. he moves his one his foot. One, his one little kick. Yeah, he he's just doing his leg. kick in the wheelchair. It's great. That'd be fun. Uh yeah, if I had to pick I don't know. I feel like, you know, yeah. I, I was telling you, it's kind of a heat check for Meatloaf. You know, you're in, you make such a big impression, and then you're gone, and everyone's like, who is that guy? So I think that'd be fun. Plus, I can hit the high note in that song. Um, Go I, on. No, I'm not doing this song. <laughs> that'd be embarrassing. Uh, then but we have no other chance to not. But as far as a meany role, um, and this is not a fun, uh, I, I feel like I'd go with Brad. I feel like Brad has some. You can. I feel like I can do the react the reactions to stuff pretty well. You could play him well. Yeah, like you could do him justice. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So if they ever reboot it, um, you know, you know who to call, Fox. I know you're listening, Disney. I don't know. I know you're listening in. They're fans of the pod. <laughs> what can I say? They're friends of the pod. Yeah. Um. Or riffraff. I feel like you could do. No, uh, you're right. I could do riffraff. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would be. More riffraff than you would be meatloaf. Okay, I love yeah. how we're just calling him meatloaf and not Eddie. Yeah, I don't know. It's just every time meatloaf shows on, I'm like, that's meatloaf. It's meatloaf. It's my guy. I would do anything for love, you know. But I won't <laughs> do that. Um, yeah, you're right. I I I think riffraff could be fun, but like, would riffraff? Here's the thing: the hunchback would be like a prosthetic, right? Like, I wouldn't have to like hold my shoulders up to my neck the whole time, right? No, they give you. One. Okay, all right. No, you think he was just doing yeah. that the whole time? <laughs> I just lose no. my shoulders in the end. I'm like, guys. I can't feel my neck anymore. You lose my shoulders. You lose your neck. You'd be like, I, I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm stuck. I am a hunchback now. <laughs> I am refreshed. I am refreshed. Permanently. That's right. And then, you know, I can do hunchback on Notre Dame after that. I'd make a whole career out of it. Yeah, it's like fully your like rise. What are the Igor roles? There's uh, Riff Raff, there's Quasimodo from Hunchback, Young Frankenstein, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> 
Three rolls. I'll have a three run. A short-lived career. Right, right. But it'd be, it'd be amazing. Everyone'd be like, who's that guy? You'll live out the rest of your life retired as like a sheep farmer. Right, right. Sheep farmer? Sheep farmer? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I don't know. But that's the other point. Like the, my, my, I guess my last point about Rocky Horror is I think they don't need... I, I don't think they're ever going to reboot it. But the fact is, like, people will do this as a stage show all the time. They did reboot it. It was in 2016. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. What was, it, what was it for? Was it for, like... Fox or NBC or something like that? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Who's in it? Do you remember? Also couldn't tell you. Oh, um, well, I don't remember his name. Okay. I wasn't a fan of it. Okay. I didn't I'm, think it was that good. I'm looking this up. As there are some stuff. pretty notable names, but um, oh, just to disclaimer, I'm really bad at like... Laverne Cox was Frank Inferner. Victoria Justice was Janet Weiss. Yes. Uh, Reeve Carney from Hadestown. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. He was Rick Rath. Who did he play in Hades Town? Oh, he's the main guy in the Broadway cast. Oh. Uh, uh, Orpheus. By the way, Hades Town, you better watch it. Hades Town's so good. So good. Yeah, we were losing so our minds. Good. Yeah, don't get me started on Hades. And then, oh, Tim Curry was a criminologist. Yeah. I love that. That's actually amazing. But it was like sad. Oh, was it? Just because yeah. he's old? Yeah, I watched it with my best friend, and it was like, it was just like sad because we watched the we watched the 1975, uh-huh. the OG, and right. we watched this one, and he was like, Hey, I'm Frankenfurter. And then he was like, sad criminologist. I don't know. It just it just made me sad. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. That's true. And Tim Curry, she's still alive. So, you know, we got a treasure of all we still can, you know? We do. An yeah. icon. He was even, I, I keep forgetting, he was uh, Pennywise in the uh, it, in mm-hmm. the 90s. Iconic role. I know. Scary clown. What's not to like? <laughs> scary clown. Scary clown. Scary, awesome, good clown. Scary, awesome, good clown. That's kind of a way you can describe his role in this. You know, he's got the makeup. You know, that's a really good way of saying <laughs> Thank you. His role was inspired by his work in Rocky Horror. That's right. Um, but, yeah. Any last uh, thoughts you have on Rocky Horror? It's the movie you have to watch with an open mind because it's a movie that you can make whatever you want. So don't go into it with expectations. Yes. And just, it's just fun. It's just a good time. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. It's a good ride. It's a cultural icon. Exactly. It's the moment, you know. It is the moment. It is the moment. It's the best. It's the greatest. I agree. Um, I think that'll do it. I think, you know, we've said all that we need to say. Uh, The show must go on. And by show, I mean the podcast? No, um, I think for this episode. Okay, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I know. This was in the making for a while. And we didn't know what to talk about. But you know, we found something to talk about, which is good. Well, we had something to talk about, but it wasn't timely. That's true. That's true. Ooh. 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 Um, but yeah, thanks for you know hopping on the pod. It's always a pleasure. Um, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Everyone, thank you for listening. The Real New Podcast is found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. Tune in next week. We'll be back with another episode. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys later. Bye.